I mean, we can keep talking about being haters as we record. Isn't that this entire podcast that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We have been labeled haters by many. I'm fine with it. I, I'm fine I with it a, too. I love I have a hating. Great time hating. We have so much fun. I don't think I don't think these people realize how <laughs> much fun we have. <laughs> Do I want to take one more? No. I'll take one in, another hit in a minute. I was going to say, you should. You got to catch up with me. <laughs> I do have to catch us. up with you, but I also need to be like just a little step below you. Yeah, I'm because worried you need for to. You. Well, and you need to make sure we stay on track and actually sound coherent and <laughs> not stumbling through your words. And I, context, since we are recording, you're probably going to keep this in here. Yeah. I had an edible. And then I went outside to smoke and I forgot I had already taken an edible. So I smoked mm-hmm. like a normal amount for me and <laughs> it's, it's hitting me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's the kind of night we're going to have. Oh, it's going to be a good time. We're fucking talking about Star Wars. I hope y'all miss this shit. <laughs> this always happens. <laughs> well, Hello. And welcome to episode 62 of Lousy Beautiful Town, where, oh my god, we're screaming about Star Wars and putting our fists through things. I am your host, Abby, and I'm joined by your other lovely host, Jess. It literally made me, like, physically react to hear you say that tagline again. (laughs) When I was typing it, I had, like, the biggest fucking frown on my face of, like, (laughs) I don't like this. (laughs) Gross. I was like, oh, God, who are those people? I'm trying to kill the part of me that cringes, but there are some things that are cringeworthy. We do a lot of them. Basing my entire personality around Star Wars for a good couple of years on the Internet. Top cringe thing that I just can't Uh. kill because I have to just regularly embarrass myself so I don't go back there. If you have made your entire personality on the internet Star Wars, this is a sign. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> You'll feel so much happier. Oh, and the amount of cringe that people are doing at you right now. <laughs> I'm just telling you because I'm sure we we got the same thing. I'm sure people were cringing at us and just like, why the oh, fuck sure. do you care? I'm, sure. I'm so sure. So uh, okay, we like, come out on the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think we had a, a faster turnaround than most others. I mean, like in episode two of this this show, we were like, "So fuck Lucasfilm." Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm high, so I can't remember. But did we ever tell the story of um? us trying to do like a, a podcast episode <laughs> with Sarah Kuhn. I don't, we might uh, have, but it's worth retail. <laughs> yeah, I think we did it in a Patreon episode. I don't think we yeah, ever yeah, did yeah. it in a, in a real episode. So Sarah Kuhn is one of my friends. She's also the one, who, the author uh, who did the Afra audiobook. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, Sarah, like, do you want to come on my podcast? Like, 
you know, go Asians and yeah, all we're that. We're going to interview and like talk about Afra and all sorts and of fun stuff. I've literally been talking about having her on here like yeah. well before she wrote that book just as a guest just to come and like shoot the shit because she's she's one of us. I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, but she has, you know, she has to be professional. She can't, you know, be super loud about that kind of stuff. And so she, mm-hmm. you know, keeps her online presence, her online presence. But anyway, um, she was like, okay, yeah, I can, but I got, you know, um, we got to go through, through like proper PR channels. And I was like, what the fuck? Cause like, this is like when the audiobook like just came out. Yeah, so any promotional stuff that she was doing for Sarah, I hope I'm not like outing this process that you're, I'm not supposed to know about. Or something. I, I don't think I don't, this is an unusual thing. I think I, people are pretty familiar with like this is a, a process that, yeah. especially if you are a Star Wars podcaster, you are familiar yeah. with this process. So I don't think it's yeah. like an industry secret or anything. I don't either, but just in case, sorry. Yeah. Uh, just let us know. We'll, we'll take, take it down. Yeah, we'll let us know. We'll take. We'll edit this out and take it down and put it back up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So we had to go through proper PR channels, and she was kind of like, "Well, yeah, like I, I wasn't really good about doing that before, but I have to do it now. Like, you know, do you proper. We have to like send interview questions to be previewed. Um, we had to give uh, like a synopsis of kind of like our, our, you know, what we're about and like what the interview with like the purpose of the interview what it, like a whole in our show our press kit and all that kind of stuff and um what the, fuck? the one last thing that we needed to do was give link a sample episode <laughs> i think we had to have at least two yeah i think it was li- link two sample episodes that you think really encapsulates like what your podcast is and like episodes that you would want us to hear you know t- so that you could promote our content with you know, our author or whatever. And we're like, sweet, get right back to you. No problem. And I'm like, Sarah, look out for an email from Alyssa. Like you got this, like, we're going to be good. We started listening to our episodes and we literally have no episodes that are appropriate to send in a PR kit to interview somebody like properly. We are either talking about fucking somebody who has worked for Lucasfilm or <laughs> talked about fucking over Lucasfilm because fuck them and fuck Kathy Kennedy. Like that is that's our entire repertoire. That's it. That's our entire catalog. And or the title of the episode is Ray's <laughs> Big Fat Dick or The Rise of Ray's Big Fat we Dick. Did, we have some really beautiful episodes. I I will say I don't think that they would want us talking about like Afra strap game in a <laughs> official like here's some promo for your brand new Lucasfilm audiobook kind of thing because that's a, that's where we would go. So yeah. so and Sarah what- would would gladly go with. <laughs> so that's probably not great. I mean, she writes smut stuff, so yeah. whatever you know. I've yeah. read her shit. Yeah. Um, so we got to a point of what the fuck do we do? We have nothing we can send these people. We were ready to record a fake episode we and just quote the there is no war in bossing say so you guys would know that this is bullshit. <laughs> if you remember a little while ago, this is like sometime in like 2021 or 2020 or something like that. Time isn't real. If you remember, we jokingly rebranded everything to being about no war in bossing say 
because this is when this is what we were trying to do. We were legitimately going to come up with a fake episode where we just loved on everything. <laughs> Like everything, <laughs> Lucas. The sun shines out of Lucasfilm's ass. It was the going. Fact- <laughs> the fact that we even were like, "This is what we have to do." If we if we want to interview Sarah, this is what we have to do. I really am tickled by the fact that our fake episode would be one where we're like, we love Lucasfilm and we love everything they do when there are podcasts out there that do that for their real content. Who just lick and lick and lick Kathy Kennedy's fucking boots. She's not going to fuck you. Well, in some cases, she'll put you in a as a background in the show. <laughs> oh my fucking God. We're not going to get into that. I do uh, want to put out a reminder on that note that Steel Saunders is fucking trash. Yep. Uh, do not trust him. No. He's misogynist. He's racist. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's homophobic, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, and just because he was good to you... Does not mean he was good to everybody else. Mm-mm. And we have been saying this about Steel for years. That's all I have to say about that. I feel like I am owed money from that man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Absolutely. <laughs> for my time and emotional labor. Yeah. 100%. <sighs> so, yeah, that's the last That's the last bit. Yep. <laughs> So kind of the uh, reason why this podcast exists, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> it, <gasps> it is. Thank you, thank you, Steel Saunders, in a, in a really roundabout, weird way. <laughs> oh, lousy, beautiful town, sponsored by St- Steel Saunders. <laughs> uh, Steel led us to our podcast. Stephen Kent made me not buy <laughs> <laughs> story is white cis het white men will always fuck you over but at least you get to make a podcast out of it (laughs) (laughs) this is what happens when we talk about star wars again sorry yeah we start getting petty anyway what the fuck are we something to be petty about <laughs> oh it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two on our it's number two on our list of things to talk about. Um, so we are recording this on June thirtieth. Maybe me putting a timestamp on when we're recording this will make me edit it, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be less embarrassed about it. So I would just like to point out that we were talking no. about this before we started recording, and you either you are very true to your ADHD diagnosis and that you either yeah. re- edit it within like 24 hours and it's up and ready to go with like new theme music and shit, <laughs> or you literally take over a year because it's been a year <laughs> since we recorded that Titanic episode, the Abby's High Thoughts, because it's now turned into just the podcast it's not even <laughs> like it's special even, to go like, anymore no, it's, that's just that's just my existence now that's every, just what we do now if, if i'm not working if i am not working every thought with abby is a high thought with abby <laughs> so really it's kind of the anniversary of this podcast uh-huh. as we see it now so yeah i just want to put that out anyway the timestamp <laughs> <sighs> And on f- Friday, 
last Friday. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned. We're not going to sit and talk about that a lot uh, because we have talked about it on Twitter. Uh, we don't have to. <laughs> I'm yeah. tired. Uh, yeah. And but, I'm depressed enough yeah. at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It was not I a just, good time. I just want to experience joy despite. I would, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to just despite that. This is also a Star Wars community thing. Something that they love is coming together only in moments of crises. <laughs> Something that they love. <laughs> they do. I mean, and I will give them this. They're very good at it. They are. They mobilize quickly. I was part of, we were part of a thing yeah. that was mobilizing and, and uh-huh. you know, community building. And that shit is hard. <laughs> it is very hard. It is very hard. So it, it is, is impressive. just hours of DMing people. Mm-hmm. It is impressive. It also only happens once a crisis occurs. Mm-hmm. And literally whatever else, like, it is a fucking bloodbath. But, um... <laughs> So we're going to combine the two, the bloodbath and the crisis. (laughs) Because Uh, we're us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Basically, I just want to say, we've talked about this on our Discord, so if you're a Patreon, you already know this, but I feel like it's worth even saying to, like, the, the, the casual listener, too, you will never see LBT promote a GoFundMe of a fundraiser supporting a giant nonprofit. It is not to say that those things are bad. Uh, It is not to say it like inherently bad, right? Like there, there's some questionable things about that, that, but like, it is not inherently bad. The people who have created this not inherently bad. They're, you know, they're doing the, there is uh, good reasoning behind big fundraisers like this for a star Wars, for the star Wars community. And somebody will be helped because of all uh-huh. the money that was donated. And there was a lot of money donated, which There's was it's amazing. I'm so I'm so touched by that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it is very it is it is a good overall good thing. Like <laughs> I, I need yeah. everybody to understand that implicitly. Yeah. Um and and if you ha- are a person who have donated to like one of these things, good, good. I'm glad. Good for you. I mean that genuinely sorry i'm drinking a dr pepper so i have acid reflux right now (laughs) (laughs) i have really bad dry mouth so (laughs) however i just want to say a couple of things to keep in mind one be cautious of gofundme (laughs) gofundme take some money off the top of these funds for th- for their own financial gain. Um, so, like, just just be aware of the fact that GoFundMe is a pretty shady website in general. Um, two, I don't know. There's something that just doesn't fully sit right with me about having to donate to a not having to like nobody's forcing anybody to i'm well aware of that fact but like to be included in some of this is 
to have to send an individual money via GoFundMe and trust that that individual will take all of it. And I'm not saying like, I think anybody on the, uh, like anybody who has created this GoFundMe is shady. Please (laughs) understand that. But Mm -hmm. like that puts a lot of trust into one person to then take all of that and put it into a fund that you could just donate to directly. Like something about that doesn't sit right with me. I understand, especially like, with the degree that I'm getting, how you mobilize people to change their behavior and make it more likely that they will do something. And doing something in a community setting like that does increase, like the behavior does increase donations, I'm sure, rather than just posting like a tweet about it and then being like, hey, click on this because it's just, there's less social incentive. Sure, (laughs) absolutely. Um. So I think that, like, as far as being able to fundraise, I, I get it. Like, it it does it does mm-hmm. good to do mm-hmm. that. I I just we just will never we will never donate to that mm-hmm. a situation like that. Um, if they're donating to a specific charity that I am a hundred percent supporting as well, I would ju- I will just go donate go donate directly to mm-hmm. that charity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think too, uh, <laughs> there's just something about the Star Wars community uh-huh. <laughs> that needs there to be some kind of ego associated with it. Absolutely. And so, like, hey, I'm a part of this. I'm supporting this. Like, I'm, you know, I'm doing this, which is good for like certain white creators, you know, to be (laughs) deemed trustworthy. I feel like there's some people that should be doing stuff like that and disclosing like, you know, what they're getting out of this. But again, they're, they're getting a social incentive for this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's drawing attention to your podcast to then draw attention to, or whatever content you make. Um, And it, inevitably fucking like Anthony Bresnikan or some journalist, somebody is going to come and see that, you know, the star Wars community on Twitter donated like 40 grand, um, to an, a, you know, an abortion fund essentially. And they're going to interview the person who created the GoFundMe. They're going to interview some of the big podcasts that were promoting it and, mm-hmm. you know, offering up content as an incentive to do that. And suddenly it becomes about the Twitter personalities. Mm-hmm. It is no longer about the fact that a community came together to donate to the National Abortion Federation. It is look at these predominantly white people. Cause those are the people that Anthony Bresnikan are going to pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the predominantly white people who did a good and yeah something about that just mm-hmm. I, it was, makes me uncomfortable it just was, doesn't yeah. there was a, a a quote from a, a it was from uh, imani yes it was imani's tweet she uh crutches and spice yeah she's fantastic <laughs> follow her on twitter follow her on tiktok um did i i must have deleted it oh no here it is okay <clears throat> Uh, oh, she's not Crutches and Spice anymore. Oh, it's in her. So her at is Imani under slash Barbarin. So 
Imani Barberin is a black, fat, disabled activist, by the way, if mm-hmm. you don't know who this person is. And she has a huge TikTok. She's mm-hmm. on Twitter. Um, she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> sorry. Uh, this is what the tweets, the two tweets say that I screenshot and then reposted. Uh, <laughs> here's the issue I see with white people organizing right now. You are all flailing and doing whatever you think will work because you only think everyone else is on step zero simply because you ignored when people leveled up their advocacy. Not only will you fail, you will likely be a great detriment because none of your efforts are community minded. So when they do fail, people will become hopeless your desperation to be seen is dangerous. And mm-hmm. that just doesn't sum up white leftists uh-huh. <laughs> and liberals. I don't uh-huh. know what does. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel, I, I think, so So you hear us say all that and, and you might be wondering, okay, so then what do I do? Like, what do you want from me then? One is to reframe your entire thinking to be community based. Mm-hmm. We live in an incredibly individualistic society. We live in a society that is incredibly individualistic. Hate that. <laughs> but <laughs> it is true. <laughs> and the only way that we are going to be able to make any sort of meaningful change is if we are doing it with a <coughs> excuse me with a community based mindset and one that comes from empathy and love for your community and for the people in your community so reframe your entire fucking mindset to be about that and stop just thinking about yourself mm-hmm. um and to donate to mutual aid abortion funds um 501c3s are not always your friend just because they're a nonprofit does not mean they were. I worked <laughs> for a nonprofit. They don't, you don't want to know what they're doing with their fucking money. <laughs> yeah. 501c3s are not your friend. With a mutual aid fund, you can say for sure that your money is going to a person in need. Most of it, if not all of it. Right, right. And if you do at the end of the day still want to donate to like a 501c3, okay, do your research. Do a lot of research. Um, and this is this is coming from folks who who we we had donated to, I believe was a 501c3. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was helping trans the trans black community get food, food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the beginning so, of covid yeah Home so we were food. like we were like great like perfect this is where we will donate our money to uh our patreon fund to and then it came out later that they were terrible to the black trans folks that they claimed to serve mm-hmm. um so like 501c3s will burn you. <laughs> That's not to say like it can't happen with a mutual aid fund. I get that. But because they don't make a pro- like non-for-profits, they make a fucking profit. Like yeah. they have to at the end of the day. Yeah, they have stuff to pay for and they also have to pay their employees. Mm-hmm. So And you invest in property. You invest in mm-hmm. whatever. Like I would say too, when you're researching a charity... 
that's too many numbers for my brain right now. <laughs> um, look at who's on their board. Mm-hmm. Look at their uh, financial information that's public. Um, see their registration information. I forget what it's called. The It's not a domain. It's a their filing status or something like that. Whatever. You can oh, go yeah, see yeah, yeah. who did it and like who they're affiliated with like go mm-hmm. look up all that information it's all public it has to be um and make sure it's not like all white people on the board or like all <laughs> men <laughs> like make sure there is somebody that is disabled mm-hmm. <laughs> and and queer and and black <laughs> like you know just like and doing that research will help you make sure that you're not donating to funds where the 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 like the CEO or president whatever his title is for a a fund that is supposed to help trans kids in Texas to be a gigantic Kamala Harris stan. Yeah. That's how you learn who's, that. Who's pro cop and pro incarceration which directly and, harms the black community and south asian community <laughs> and has has not allowed has forced trans women to be in male prisons yeah so i'm just saying do your fucking research <laughs> that's <Yeah>. all <laughs> that's all uh i also that's too we're here to talk about something else <laughs> <laughs> 30 minutes yeah. so we can save that for another episode because i have things to say oh. uh regarding just the urgent activism that comes out of yeah. situations like this yeah <clears throat> i feel like that could be its whole own episode <laughs> yeah i think it should be yeah, <laughs> yeah. do you want to gripe about another star wars community thing though <laughs> Yeah, and I feel like we should just, like, briefly do this and then have an actual episode. Hey, friends, it's Future Abby doing editing right now, and um, we had a whole, like, segue into this conversation that ended up um, I had to get rid of because the audio got corrupted or fucking, I don't know, I'm not a sound person. But basically, it was Jess and I talking about how Um, we would like to have an entire episode or series of episodes dedicated to uh, asexuality and aromanticism where we have a bunch of our ace and arrow friends come on and talk about this. Um, And then also joking about like how we ended up with so many ace friends and it's beautiful and wonderful, but also like how, how and why do y'all put up with us in particular? (laughs) Um, But all, yeah, all the audio got fucked up for that. So, uh, and I couldn't find a way to make a understandable seamless transition so you you get me explaining a small part of our conversation of how we will have at some point an entire episode and or series of episodes um dedicated to this this topic like as a whole um but we wanted to briefly talk about it here too okay yeah all right Mm -hmm. bye I think this could, uh, again, be like a whole nother episode in and of itself. Um, but I do think that this ties in with an overall conversation on Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I can put. Love. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, I was adding another note. So there was somebody tweeted 
A tweet. <laughs> God, I think I've caught up to you. <laughs> I have not eaten a lot today. Oh, I had to God. take the dog to the vet today, so I was sick with my own anxiety. I have not eaten much today. We're a mess. But somebody tweeted. <laughs> The stupidest tweet I've ever seen. It's not the stupidest tweet I've ever seen. I've seen way stupider, but <laughs> this one really pissed me off. It really grinded my gears. Uh, and the tweet was, and you, I feel like I, I'm worried that I'm doing bullying right now. <laughs> <laughs> By We're edging the fuck out of our listeners. <laughs> Again. You literally inhaled to start reading the tweet and then you said something else. Uh, I take joy out of this. I also have to get something out of this too. Okay, I'm just gonna fucking read the tweet that I'm doing bullying about apparently. Okay. You know what's the biggest problem of Disney Plus Star Wars shows? There is no romance. None at all. And romance has always been the key to Star Wars. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm being so mean. I'm sorry. And romance has always been the key to Star Wars. I think this person and I watch different Star Wars. (laughs) Is this the same Star Wars that had Anakin Skywalker, played by Hayden Christensen, God bless that man, acting like the creepiest incel (laughs) for two movies? (laughs) I'm haunted by the kiss you never should have given me. I didn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) By the way... Speaking of Anakin Skywalker, well, we'll save that for later. Oh my god! <laughs> Jess! Um, oh, I really forgot what I was saying. <laughs> it has Anakin Skywalker doing his an- oh, incel yeah. shit. Um, and uh, Han and Leia were Han doesn't ask for Leia's consent ever. ever? And, <laughs> and also, we have Luke kissing his sister. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here's, here's my thing. That's all the romance that we know of. Like, here's my thing. (laughs) I have never, as a person who loves romance, I have never, like, like, there's romantic couples in Star Wars, obviously. Romance is part of Star Wars. But there has never once been a thought in my mind that Star Wars has always been about romance or that the key to Star Wars is romance. Because if you look at your big romantic couples in Star Wars, <laughs> like the big prominent romantic couples. So I'm not talking about your Kanans and your Hera's because like I'm talking like, could you walk up to a person on the street and say Han and Leia? And they'd go, I know those people versus Kanan and Hera. And they'd be like, who the fuck? Yeah. Anakin and Padme. <laughs> With Anakin's little incel ass. <laughs> Uh, have a romance it's secret and it's going great Um, do you remember the part where 
Anakin is driven mad by his quest to save Padme because he just loves her so much. And then he chokes her out. (laughs) (coughs) That's romantic. Han and Leia. (laughs) (laughs) Never asks for her consent. I'll admit, I love a Han and Leia. They are, they, I love that relationship dynamic. I love to be mm-hmm. mutually antagonistic. That is mm-hmm. the basis of my own relationship. So I understand Same. that. Same. However, like Han and Leia, could we can look at them and be like, that's a healthier, at the end of the day, a healthier romantic couple. They still don't make it. Mm-mm. That's romantic. <clears throat> I have to say it. <laughs> Ray and Kylo Ren. Do I even have to? Do I even have to? Oh, no. This is destroying all of the friendships that we have made with Raylos in the last year. (laughs) Sorry. Whatever. Do I even have to say it? Do I even have to say it? Do I even have to say that's not romance? Do we even have to remind you of the lesbian kiss of death? I don't (laughs) think we do. (laughs) The lesbian kiss of death. (laughs) so I don't understand how romance is the key to Star Wars first of all second of all this is could be a whole episode in and of itself but please in also your effort to reframe to be thinking more community based (laughs) reframe your idea of love (laughs) and open yourself to that, the fact that there can be deep, passionate, beautiful love without romance, mm-hmm. it fucking changes your life. <laughs> I would actually say that that is the key to Star Wars. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Familial found family love and absolutely. love for community, love for uh, just equity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doing the right thing, loving right. people enough to do the right thing. Right. Like Star Wars, the key to Star Wars is love, period. But it has never once explicitly been like, it is romantic love. In fact, George Lucas goes out of his way to show you that when that's all you care about, it is catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It becomes ownership. Mm-hmm. But when you open yourself to the idea that love could be for anybody, could be for the greater good, it could be for your whole community, and like you come from that from a place of empathy, fuck. That's yep. what Star Wars is about, and it fucking changes your life. I ple- please, I invite you to do this because I want mm-hmm. a better life for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to rewatch Star Wars and have a better experience with it because you will yeah. if you look at it from that lens instead of my ship has to be together in the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that could be again, that'll be a whole episode. We'll invite we can't invite all of our ace friends on. There's too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, it would just be a giant round table. <laughs> Uh, Meg, for sure, because yes. she specifically was like, this needs to happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. 
So we'll we'll do another we'll do another episode about that. Mm-hmm. But one of the big things about Kenobi that I saw complaints of and that's I don't think we ever said what this episode was going to be about. It's about Kenobi. Oh my god! <laughs> You've been listening for forty minutes. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, it wasn't just going to be us shitting on the Star Wars qu- qu- Twitter community for the entire time. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Do you think think Lucasfilm would accept us on the podcast stage? (laughs) (laughs) Not if we're just going to sit up there and make 85% of the episode (laughs) about shitting on everybody in the room. (laughs) We'll have them all line up instead of questions. (laughs) Instead of questions, you line up for us to to tell everybody all the things that we don't like about you. (laughs) It's just like a rose girl style. <laughs> like a burn book situation. It's it very much so a burn book situation. Anyway, you were saying this episode's about Kenobi. So this episode's about Kenobi. And the reason why that tweet was even tweeted in the first place is because uh, allegedly there's no romance in Kenobi. And that's very sad. Um, I never once felt the lack of love in this no. episode. I was overcome by it. I am in- emotionally destroyed still. I'm getting emotional thinking about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, no, it- what? Like, that literally, that's- what are you- We did not watch the same show. We did not. There's no way that we watched the same show because love is the beating heart of Kenobi. Like, never once did I sit there and be like, man, I wish somebody loved somebody here. <laughs> Not enough loving no. going on. <laughs> also, excuse you, the most beautiful power couple of Bale and Brea were there. Uh, and Owen and Brew. Mm-hmm. That's love, baby. Romantic love. <laughs> mm-hmm. If that's what you're looking for. What the hell? Should we talk about Kenobi now? Yes. Because we've just spent 40 minutes being haters, and now we're actually going to be lovers. Uh, because I fucking loved Kenobi. <laughs> I haven't felt this way about a Star Wars nope. since Rogue One. Nope. Me either. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's cancer season, and there's a lot of emotion. Yeah. What's <laughs> happening this week? Um, I I remember you texting me after you had finished episode six and you were like, it was so good. How do we record an episode? Because like, that's all I have to say. It's just so good. (laughs) (laughs) I I have very, very few criticisms and only praise. (laughs) And it's going to be boring because we're just going to say how Deborah Chow is a genius and Ewan McGregor is a genius and Moses Ingram is a genius. And we just love everybody and everything that has anything to do with this show with like a few tiny exceptions. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of them from the Star Wars community. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) But um, yeah, I I loved this show with, with all of my heart. Mm-hmm. It has it has brought me back to Star Wars. It. <sighs> I'm I started reading Star Wars fanfic again. Same. Outside outside of just uh, Luke Skywalker Dinjarin. <laughs> 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 but that's just mostly for the smut. 
I'm I'm wanting to read about found family again from Star Wars because of Kenobi. It's so good. It's so good. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> it I, truly oh, is. Oh, hang on. We can't. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about how Kenobi dropped early. <laughs> <laughs> So Kenobi was coming out during Star Wars Celebration. That was my first night at Celebration. Yeah. It was Thursday night, right? Yes. Thursday night. We were all prepared for it to drop at midnight PST, Pacific Mm -hmm. Standard Time. I was like, I'm not going to stay up that late. I'll just, you know, just, you know, I'd rather hang out with people I haven't seen or even met in person ever yet. Um, I'll just watch it in the morning or whatever. It's fine. Uh, so I immediately, as soon as I get there, had a horrible week. I'm like, I bought in and out Now let's get high because <laughs> immediately, like within 15 minutes of getting there, I was high. And then we, we had a bunch of friends that got to go to the early showing. And so we're like, oh, whatever. Like, we're just not going to see them. It's fine. Uh, then we get news that it's dropping at nine. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Nine? Yeah. Eight or nine. nine. I can't remember. It would have been nine for you because it was 11 for me. Yeah. And I'm high as fuck. Like, <laughs> and the whatever we smoked that night was like a, some kind of hybrid strain uh, that had the effects of indica and sativa at the same time. That and is indeed what a hybrid is. <laughs> But like, it, it re- like really bad, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, in a really bad way. Like, almost had a panic attack walking through the hotel lobby. Oh shit! Because yeah, I, I still hadn't been to my hotel room yet, and me and B were trying to find my hotel room, oh, and the hallway that my hotel room was on had, I think it was like four or something, you know, the fourth floor or whatever. There was two four twenties. And four eighteen or four seventeen or maybe both were skipped. What? <laughs> and I think another number was skipped too, like four eleven. And so we were like, "Wait, what the fuck? Are we going the right way? Like, what is wrong with these room numbers?" That's hilarious. Um, yeah, and I thought it was just because we were high, but then Brooklyn and Eva had the same problem when we were walking through that hallway again, and I was like, "Oh, good, it wasn't because I was really high." That's hilarious. Also, yeah. the fact that there was multiple 420s while you were high out of your mind. <laughs> I know. Incredible. Anyway, say, all, God this is say, one of us. <laughs> all this to say, I was very high and we were going to try and set up my Apple TV in my hotel room and watch Kenobi together while I was high, this high, <laughs> let it be known. And then I get a text from Abigail. <laughs> I need to read exactly what it says. <laughs> I, okay, so on my end, I was not at celebration. I, I was at home with my loving partner, and I had the day, I think I had the next day off. Um, so we were like, let's get cozy and high, and we'll just like put, watch YouTube videos or something like that and just kind of exist and enjoy each other's presence. Uh. And so we took an edible and we were just going to have a grand old time. And then I checked Twitter. Always a mistake. That they were dropping it at 11 p.m. And so then I texted Jess. 
<laughs> so Abby says, just no, no, no punctuation, no capitalization <laughs> at all. Just a hurried blah of a text. Yes, Kenobi comes out in 15 minutes and I just took an edible. And I was like, oh, good. It's not just me. <laughs> it was so funny. And I, I mean, what a time. What a time. And what a time to have been alive because I dropped the first two episodes while we were high as hell and just absolutely giddy for Star Wars because it mm-hmm. was just so good. And I so good. I don't know about I think you were the same way, but I had I didn't I didn't read shit about this no, show. Me. I I was too scared to have any expectations because I needed to love this show. (laughs) Yeah. I did not want to be disappointed. I did not want to be disappointed. And I was scared. I was going to be disappointed. Yeah. (laughs) I had zero, absolutely no idea that Leia Organa was going to be part of any of this show. They kept that so tight. <laughs> I nobody had any idea. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it's like the baby Yoda. Take that. This was like, this was this was insane. This knocks baby Yoda. Goodbye, baby Yoda. <laughs> like, we don't care about you. <laughs> we only care about little Leia now. Yeah. <laughs> no, and like it was. It happens in episode one. I think. Where they cut, they just suddenly cut to Alderaan. Yeah, and then, I, what? What? I was like literally like melting back into my couch, and like Chris can attest to this because I was like, "No, they're fucking not. No, this is not. It's fucking Alderaan." Fuck. <laughs> I'm embarrassed, <laughs> but I love this show so much. And then. We got little Leia running through the forest and we were like, oh shit, they actually, we're doing this. We're doing we're, this. this is, and then, yeah. and then, and then she turns out she is a key component to this series. Like she is she a is, main character. She's she, making a cameo. She's no. a main character. <laughs> and the actress who plays her is fucking fantastic. Fucking, I don't, where did they find her? She is literally like, Encompass like she took everything from Natalie Portman's acting and and Carrie Fisher and just like somehow perfectly encapsulates both their personalities uh-huh. and also Anakin's personality. Like uh-huh. I so oh no I the next day I did have like a client or two in the morning and then I went to our friend Danny's house um, <laughs> and I, I took. Uh, my friend Jesse with and one we were going to play D&D that night uh, but one of the things that Danny and I forced uh, their spouse Sarah and Jesse to do was watch Kenobi with us <laughs> um, so yeah like I had, like texted them that that night I was like so we're gonna like like did you watch did you watch Kenobi <laughs> they're like yeah, we're gonna have to rewatch it um but just the way she stands, just the way she stands sometimes, I'm like, oh my God, that's Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. She's so mm-hmm. good. I like was had the biggest smile plastered on my face as she's running through the the little forest. And then she starts climbing in a tree. <laughs> and just the act like seeing Leia Organa get to be a kid 
I know. And climb in a tree and just smile to herself while looking at the sky and naming ships. I started crying. (laughs) I have never seen Leia Organa relaxed once in her life until now. (laughs) And it brought me to tears. (laughs) I think there's some deeper things going on there for us personally perhaps I I feel the same way like maybe there's a little girl inside me that just wants to exist oh god are we doing inner child work right now no I can't (laughs) not right now that's all I've been doing little little me has to continue to be neglected she's used to it yeah for now we'll work on you later sweetie don't don't worry we'll get to it before i die hopefully anyway (laughs) not if uh, the u.s government has anything to say about it but anyway honestly honestly she's a little droid though she's a little lola she does they're gonna sell toys of that and i'm gonna fucking buy one yep sure am what the fuck sure am i fucking hate star wars Uh, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we get Uncle Obi Wan, who is the best, the best uncle. <laughs> uncle Obi Wan and little Leia have the best interactions. <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I. Just his, like, complete, utter, like, flabbergasted, like, what the fuck did I just get myself into? Like, this is Anakin. (laughs) (laughs) This is Anakin all over again. I'm reliving this moment. I am in hell. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I thought something was happening. I was like, what? Sorry. I was like, it's Chucko. I just hit two sneeze. I hope the 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 mic didn't pick my sneeze up because people get off to that shit. That uh, wh- I oh, I don't that. like that. <laughs> I do not consent to you getting off to my sneezes. If you do I it, you violated feet. my. You, you did post feet. <laughs> I'm giving out mukbang and feet for free. Yeah, what is wrong with me? I monetize your content. Uh, I know. I usually put like a like a some kind of sensor thing over my feet when I post pictures, and I didn't. <laughs> I can't believe you. I know. You sent me the tweet that you had had quoted. And <laughs> I, the, my immediate response was, "I can't believe you put up feet for free." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, look! I have nothing against nothing against foot fetishes. Y'all are just some bold motherfuckers. <laughs> and really, you really are. But honestly, you could make so much money from them. So they, much money. they adore they adore what whatever they can get. Like Incredible. you know, yeah they they're great. <laughs> Very enthusiastic. Anyway, we were talking about Kenobi. <laughs> Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, no. Oh, I remember thinking (laughs) when we got the trailer, um, and like seeing that we were going to be on another planet, 
Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck is going to get Obi-Wan off of Tatooine? Right? Like, like what's going to, like, what, is Luke going to get kidnapped and taken? That was my running theory. Like, Luke was going to get kidnapped and taken of. off Tatooine. <laughs> right. Kind of, right. <laughs> Never once in my life did I think that they were going... <laughs> Because huh, I didn't trust them. I didn't put faith in Star Wars in general, but God, all of my faith is in Deborah Chow. <laughs> they put in Leia. I'm verklempt. Um, I also thought that because of how they handled Carrie's um, passing and what they did in Rise of Skywalker, I mean, just that movie in general, but specifically yeah. how they handled Leia, yeah. I was thought that they thought they thought that character was too sacred to do something like this. Mm. Like I fully did not think that they would ever go there and recast her even as a child, even as a young character. Right. Well, especially Um, because, especially because they won't even do like a full recasting of Luke in the Mandalorian. Yes. CGI Mark Hamill. So like it never in my mind did I think, Oh yeah, they're going to, they're, they're going to bring in Leia. Never. Yeah. I'm so happy. I, I, I am so <laughs> I I'm at a loss for words. It is st- it has been weeks since the show aired, and I'm still thinking about it. And I'm still at a loss for words for how much it means that we got to see Leia be a child, um, and also like that we got to see Leia be a main character in the Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi show. What? And you get such beautiful moments of Uncle Obi-Wan. What could have been? (laughs) I have an arcane bone to pick. Is that the arcane thing? (laughs) It is. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody wants to be my enemy. (laughs) Are you imagining dragons? (laughs) I was imagining dragons. I was indeed. Um, but yeah, I adore Leia. I adore that the call that Obi-Wan has to answer again is Leia. Um, he, I tweeted, who else would he, who else would he do that for? There's nobody no else. No one. Leia Not is the soul. only one. And I think there's something fucking gorgeous about the fact that again, in 10 years when Obi-Wan Kenobi is asked to answer the call, it is Leia. This is also this is also this ooh, going I'm going ahead a little bit in the notes because there's a there's a bullet point of why this show is far better than anything Filoni or Favreau could even dream of mm-hmm. is because this series alone, this six episode series recontextualize the entirety of the original trilogy. Mm hmm. In the best especially, way. Yes, especially in New Hope, in the most beautiful of ways. And mm-hmm. I ever, I had tweeted, like, something to the effect of, like, I love that it's always Leia. Like, yes. what, what gets everyone to answer the call is Leia. What gets Obi-Wan to return to the Force is Leia. What mm-hmm. gets her son to return to the light side, it's Leia. People were mad about that <laughs> for some yeah. reason. But it has always been her and, and everybody's saying Luke, that it's Luke. Luke. Well, mm-hmm. yes, but everybody's saying like, "Oh, that removes oh, no. Luke's imper- it re- removes Luke's importance." Luke Skywalker would agree with me. <laughs> I was saying Luke too, as in she brought Luke back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, to the Force you. as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she brought Luke. Duh. 
she's the reason yeah. that Luke returns to the Force too. Like Luke Skywalker yeah. would fucking agree with me. <laughs> yes, yes, he would. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but I. Let's talk about the recontextualization a little bit. Yeah. Because Billy got really hung up on some of that stuff. And I was like, it's a fucking movie, not a documentary. <laughs> like, ah, he's always like yeah. this. Like, this is why I can't watch anything that I really like with it. So maybe it's a good thing he hasn't watched Arcane yet, really. <laughs> would pick it apart. And I don't like that. Anyway, because yeah. um, I thought it, it just, like you said, beautifully, like, the stupidest. Okay, so one of the reasons why this show just hit every, just hit everything for me was number one, a lightsaber battle between Vader and Obi Wan, like mm -hmm. a younger Vader and a younger Obi Wan, is the one thing I have wanted to see since I saw that in theaters when I was <laughs> ten years old, uh -huh. when they re-released the original trilogy remastered. That is the one scene I have wanted to see since then, because seeing it on the big screen was like, holy shit. <laughs> so much different than Laserdisc. Anyway. Uh -huh. um, and the other thing I really needed to see was why, how do, it can't just be the force that just magically gets Leia and Luke involved together on the same ship with them not realizing that they were siblings. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. like that. There is a reason why they end up on the Millennium Falcon together. Like, and it's intentional. It, that reason, it's intentional. And that reason is Obi-Wan mm -hmm. because of all of this stuff that happened. And it makes it so much more meaningful. It's the, now the the look that Obi Wan gives, like like before he's about to let Vader kill him, is yes. like is now totally changed because he looks and sees both of the twins. It's not just oh Luke got Leia, good. It is yeah. I know that he's in good hands because she is there. Yep. Like this kid. Listen, all right. Listen. Oh, I just got chills. A, <laughs> a New Hope Luke Skywalker is a fucking dumbass little twink. <laughs> When he said he was going to Tashi Station to pick up power converters, he was not. He was going to be a bottom. Okay? <laughs> Luke Skywalker, little bitch in A New Hope, right? Um, so now that it's Obi-Wan seeing Leia and being like, okay, Luke is going to be safe. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't trust this Han Solo guy to keep <laughs> Luke Skywalker safe and pure. Um, but Leia is here. And she's also going to kick some sense into him and this is going to be good and they don't need me anymore because now they have each other. And... Uh, <laughs> fuck. Shit. I'm way too hormonal to be talking about this. <laughs> so uh, emotional right now. The, the, in the last episode, when, you know, he, he comes back to Alderaan, to mm -hmm. one give oh Leia God, back I'm Lola. Sobbing. I know. But then to also like have his final farewell, uh, basically his final farewell with her. Yep. And he tells her about the traits of her mother and the gifts of her father. 
And I fucking cried. <laughs> I cried so hard. So I'm crying cool. right now. <laughs> also, I love in that scene that Leia is Leia because, of course, she's a kid in this situation. She has no idea the historical context of why Obi Wan is even there. Like right. she doesn't under she does not understand his relationship to her at all because all she does is look at Brea and Vale and go, "It's okay." Like I don't care yeah i have my parents already and just like reaffirming that like adoptive love is Mm. real and adoptive family is just as real and valid Mm -hmm. as blood family Mm -hmm. like re again reaffirms like back in the first episode when leia's little shithead cousin (laughs) yeah wait 10 years buddy i hope you're hanging out on alderaan in 10 years (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you wish death upon that boy and he probably died <laughs> this is why we're friends <laughs> because he was being a little shit and he's like you're not a real organa and then leia says that to bail and it fucking breaks his heart and he's like never say that you are an organa and i think i think that is that is something that Leia probably needed to hear hundreds of times, especially after learning that Anakin Skywalker was her father. Ah, and Anakin God. Skywalker was Darth Vader. I used to write fan fiction about this shit, Jess. I would write yeah, little okay, fan this is my conversations point. Between, this is my point. between Leia and Ahsoka. Because I always thought the, the connective oh tissue, I always thought the, the connective tissue, like, I mean, obviously, aside from the fact that they're literally related, but one of the connective tissues to Luke and Leia was going to be Ahsoka. Um, this is before she was cast as a transphobe. But mm. <laughs> I yes. was right, fic, of, like, after Leia learning that Vader is her father, like, Ahsoka telling her, like, you are an Organa. Because who you are is is not your blood. You have your father's heart, and your father's heart is Bail Organa's. Mm. Even though Ahsoka is like so attached to Anakin, you know, like yeah. <laughs> this I is got my it point. <laughs> this is my point. Obi Wan gave us things. Okay, it gave us things that we've been wanting forever, mm-hmm. like emotional moments that we've been wanting. So. There's this Tumblr edit that I found years ago, like probably I think before The Force Awakens came out or maybe Mm -hmm. like right around that time. And it's that scene in A New Hope where um, Obi-Wan gives Luke Anakin's lightsaber and Luke is like looking at (laughs) it and it's kind of like poke your eye out type of situation. And um, he's like, you knew my father? And the look on Obi-Wan's face when he, there's like this moment of like, I mean, the edit, I'm sure like this was not planned in the, in the filming of the, of this episode or of this movie. Um, we're all, you know, just whatever, rewriting, <laughs> rewriting it for our purposes. But um, just the look on his face is just like haunted uh-huh. and there's pain there. And this Tumblr edit inserted all, all of those scenes from basically episode two and three and the especially the scene where he yells you were my brother Anakin I loved you and he leaves him there and there's this like sad violin music playing over this and it's haunted me to this day I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about I needed 
the emotional resolution to that Tumblr edit. And I got that in Kenobi with that last episode. That fucking broke me. That's such a good point that you you said emotional resolution. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just that's that's part of what makes this show so good and so beautiful is there is an emotional resolution. Yes. Um, and I think that's something that good Star Wars Star Wars is Star Wars have. Yeah. Is an emotional resolution. And it doesn't need to be one of because honestly, I'll be like the end of Kenobi, like with Obi-Wan walking into the desert with oh, fuck all Qui-Gon Jinn, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking give a shit about it's Qui-Gon Jinn. Ass. <laughs> I don't give a shit about Qui-Gon Jinn. But Obi-Wan walking into the desert, it felt like a sigh of relief. Yes. Like, the, like this very, like the fanfic, not even a fanfic, this is just an author trope of uh, like she let out a breath that she didn't realize she'd been holding. Yep. Like that is, that's kind of what like it felt like Obi-Wan got to do was. Oh. Not only that, but there was that same breath of release and relief realizing that I could come and watch this show Ugh. for the most part every week and not be disappointed by something or surprised that I was disappointed uh-huh. by something. I looked really hard to find those moments because I was like, nothing is perfect. No media of a piece is perfect. And there mm-hmm. were moments that we'll talk about, sure. but I just wasn't necessarily like, anticipating that every week anymore after we watched those first two episodes like everything was just handled so extremely well i didn't have anxiety i mean the anxiety that i had while watching the show and i i will say this too i i've i've said this to like everybody but this show did such a good job of making me worried for characters i knew full well were going to be (laughs) fine because they literally have to be because he's literally obi-wan kenobi but that's, did, these types of stories are so good. Like creating suspense mm-hmm. in yes. moments. That's such good. That's so yes. good. That's such but good I, storytelling, such good filmmaking. <laughs> I had that like good kind of anxiety, that good kind of suspense. Yeah. I didn't hold a lot of anxiety while watching, like outside anxiety while watching Kenobi, like I did with The Book of Boba Fett, like I did do with mm-hmm. Mandalorian because mm-hmm. I'm so just like worried about or like fight or flight mode about what the fuck kind of bullshit am I going to be subjected to this time? Yeah. Is it going to be another transphobe on my screen? Yeah. Or just, you know, Ming-Na Wen gets shot and it dies right. in the only episode she's in as far as we knew. Um, I, right. I do have a theory about that. It's because... Obi-Wan is white and Leia is white. And so Mm. there's less stakes there in terms of what are we going to see that is problematic because they're Mm. marginal of a marginalized identity. Yeah. Um, So there's that component, but I feel like if we had this kind of storytelling with book of Boba Fett, like if Deborah Chow had done the directing and whoever was on the writing team for Kenobi did a lot of the writing for book of Boba Fett. I don't, I feel like I, it probably, it would have been very different. The level of anxiety until they proved Mm -hmm. themselves because I feel like I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Why am I saying I'm sorry? Filoni and Favreau 
I never trusted them to do right from the beginning. And so I was just on guard every time I watched Mm -hmm. an episode and I still am going to have to be. Um, I kind of assumed that they weren't going to do right by at this point and also didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew that there was going to be a black female antagonist and i was like mm, that's that's tricky right yeah, there yeah, yeah. there was there was a moment that i held a lot of anxiety i was and like i was like they better kill her they're gonna kill her and they, yeah, they have to they have to yeah they have to kill her that's what i was thinking like they can't you know just let that happen they didn't and it was uh, such a relief thank god and it was pr- it made sense yeah it's it about Reba. oh my god this character just is she's so emotional and Mm -hmm. just reactionary and i Mm -hmm. love that that they let her be like that like and not in like a cute sexy way no like in a feral way yeah like legitimately ugly feral way like not not the like oh i'm you know, I, I have claws. Man. <laughs> like, like she's allowed to be pissed. She has, and she has real it. rage. And yes, yes she's real, like that, that, like that Please rage. Let women that is, experience real rage. Oh, it was so, and it was so satisfying to see the conclusion of that in her story and yeah. how you have to move past your rage. Ah, in order to heal. Oh no, Jess, are we doing trauma work again? Ah! <laughs> it's not going to be the last time. <laughs> Can we talk about then too about how Reva by the end has to forgive herself in order oh. that is that is truly oh what she God. needed to heal. It wasn't getting revenge. It wasn't killing Vader. It wasn't getting Kenobi to eventually get to Vader. It wasn't taking out Anakin's son because I'm assuming she put the pieces together and was like, okay, this will make me feel better. You killed a bunch of children. I'm going to kill your kid. And she has those flashbacks and it has to be a moment of of forgiveness for herself. That But she's enough. That yes. She's enough. (laughs) There was nothing she could have done. She did everything right and she survived and everything that happened to her was not her fault. And what happened to her friends wasn't her fault. Uh. (laughs) How beautiful. Star Wars, the key to Star Wars is forgiveness. That's what the fucking key to Star Wars is. Go listen to my Luke Skywalker (laughs) episode. (laughs) In which I talk about... The choice and forgiveness, because that's the true key to Star Wars right there. Yep. It doesn't have to be a forgiveness of others if it doesn't need to be. There's no way in hell that Reva should have to or would have to feel like she could forgive Anakin Skywalker. But she can forgive herself. (laughs) Yeah. And that's beautiful. That's what Star Wars is about. Yep. Ugh. So good. And oh, Moses Ingram. Oh my Incredible. god. Incredible. I'm so happy 
that she's in this universe and mm-hmm. might continue to be. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so I happy. I really hope we get to see more of her. I really, really do. And Lucasfilm, if you're listening, you better oh. fucking protect that woman. There are very obvious white supremacists on the Supreme Court mm-hmm. of this land, mm-hmm. <laughs> of this stolen land. They're everywhere, and you need to protect your people. Fucking protect her. Mm-hmm. I will not have her burning out <laughs> of Star Wars <laughs> unless she wants to. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. And, pe- and people who were fucking, like... Also, like... I- <sighs> We could do entire episodes, entire series of episodes on the way that Star Wars fans harass and abuse particularly black actors, but also other actors of color in the Star Wars universe. And Lucasfilm has done nothing, will do nothing. And it took until this long for them to finally fucking say something after Moses was getting harassed on Instagram. And it's just like, and that's great. I'm very glad that the Star Wars account took it upon themselves to put like out official things that there was an official uh like fuck you from you and McGregor like that's good. I also want fucking accountability for what they did to John Boyega, for what they allowed to happen to John Boyega, for what they allowed to happen to Kelly Marie Tran. Mhm. Because without that like Na- and it, Naomi and yeah. Naomi Yaki. It feels empty. It feels hollow. Mm-hmm. Also, people who were like, I don't like Reva because her story doesn't make sense. Like, uh, have y'all just, do you not get watch Get some TV? child trauma, okay? Get some child trauma. Well, first of all, yeah, like, first of all, traumatize yourself. Second of all, <laughs> and you'll understand, go, maybe? Right. Then go touch some grass. Third of all, like, I, I, and I think this is this is also another whole conversation of how I think that Netflix, the Netflix like drop a whole season all at once has ruined the way that we experience television. Mm-hmm. Um, because and like I remember seeing somebody talk about like I can't remember who and if people know who said this on Twitter, like tweeted at us um, like people don't want a show. They want a PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. And. That And I think that's a direct result of the way that Netflix will just drop an entire season of a show and not do the weekly drops like Disney Plus is doing. And then people are like, well, I don't understand her character motivation. It's because we haven't gotten there yet. Yep. <laughs> There's three more episodes to go. <laughs> just chill the fuck out. And then, and then by the end of it, people were like, oh, yeah, I ended up really liking Reva. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's called storytelling. You're so stupid. <laughs> what happened to media literacy? Also, maybe we just haven't been getting that in Star Wars enough. And so people are like, I don't understand what this is. Satisfaction? What is this? Right. <laughs> satisfaction in my Star Wars? I haven't yeah. had that in a while. <laughs> yeah. No, I her All of her character moment, like her whole thing is just... Oh, and I'm her again and- reclaimed and at a loss for words. Her and Vader. Oh. <laughs> okay, yes, no, that was a horny giggle. 
that was that was 100 a horny giggle that is entirely on jess that and that's fine i, I stated I know. how i feel about it though in a previous episode i think it was a patreon only episode so in a patreon only episode <laughs> i said that i can understand where people are coming from when they want to ship people with darth vader i get it i understand i have a hard time with it because i know that all Darth Vader does in his spare time is literally cry about Padme. Like he would probably cry at the sensual touch of a woman and then want to unalive himself because he felt like he was cheating on Padme. So like, I can't get, and my response to that, my response to that in our Patreon episode, for those of you who weren't there was, I fully think that the whole way that this starts in my, you know, obviously in my head, me writing fanfic in my head, Uh. is that he hates her because she's not Padme, Uh. and it's a whole enemies to lovers thing. Ah. Okay. (laughs) I respect you. Yeah. Your brand of allosexuality confuses me. Does it fascinate you as well? It fascinates. That's what it is. Thanks, Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope we get to see more of Reva in the future. Same. All right. Darth. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Chris, this is Star Wars again. Oh, my God. Oh, that last episode. Oh, my God. Just tell me about how it felt to get that emotional resolution that you wanted. I'm going to (laughs) cry. You've been crying on and off. I I sobbed like a baby when I was watching. I couldn't. It was one of those cries where I like couldn't even speak. Billy would be like, oh, my God, are you seeing this? And I'm like, (laughs) Like, like shuddering. I was crying so hard. Okay, <laughs> the I'm sorry, just the the way that broke me and the way that he said Anakin. <laughs> and I was fully like, I just need him to say Anakin because I love the way that Ewan does the Obi-Wan Anakin. Anakin. Yeah, Anakin. I love that. I, I needed to hear it. But the way that I didn't, I didn't expect to get it like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's so it, good. And it destroyed me. <laughs> And, and Obi-Wan saying he was sorry for, for all, all of it. it. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> ha! And then Hayden Christensen. Oh, Ooh, the most doomed acting. man that will uh, ever live. <laughs> ever. It tells him you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. And I How? am what remains. Ah. In, in, in earlier episodes, he tells he tells Obi Wan that he I am what you made me. Mm-hmm. And so there's also an emotional catharsis for Vader too. Yep, and that's why he's able to walk away and listen to Palpatine oh, no. when he's like, "Leave it alone." Oh, he's no. like. I'm I got having, to say what I needed oh. to say. 
Uh, because he was, <laughs> he came back from the dark side at some point, so he had enough love left in him for Obi Wan to just let him go, and that was enough for him. Fuck! <laughs> I'm having an emotional realization now about this. T- wow! Because I was just like, huh, yeah. that's interesting. Oh, Vader also has an emotional catharsis, even though it's not a healthy one. He certainly <laughs> has one. But the way that he delivers that is just like, it's not even about you anymore. It's about me. It's about me. And for Obi-Wan, it was the same. It wasn't even about him anymore. It was about Obi-Wan. But then it it turned into it being about Anakin. And that's what stopped him. Fuck. I also, (laughs) I I did love (laughs) something about seeing Vader just throw a bunch of rocks at at (laughs) Obi-Wan Kenobi is kind of humorous. (laughs) Because I imagine, like, I'm just imagining him in his head, like, fuck you, Obi-Wan. <laughs> like, just the whole time. Um, I'm going to throw a moon at you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have that kind of energy. <laughs> and th- to tie it kind of back to that to that love conversation that we were having before, like, what was a what would have killed Obi-Wan in that moment cuz like he's holding up all the rocks but he's struggling and he's having these these moments of remembering things that Anakin has said to him and like it's making the weight of the rocks even heavier and if he succumbs to that Obi-Wan dies right because if he succumbs to this this overwhelming guilt that he feels about Anakin it's going to crush him but then he remembers leia mm-hmm. and then luke <laughs> and finds the strength to to it was it was it was an and i am all the jedi moment yep. it was very reminiscent of like ray just lifting rocks and i love that that that's a parallel now too ah. i love that it's a poetry it rhymes fuck i didn't even catch that and Obi-Wan is the one who tells Rey, these are your first steps. Fuck. That's so cool. It recontextualized even the sequel trilogy. <laughs> that is what good Star Wars does. Yep. That is what good Star Wars does. Fuck. But that is what saves Obi-Wan at the end of the day, is the love that he has for these, these children. And initially, it was because these are Anakin and Padme's children. These are my dead friend's children. And if that was what was going to sustain him, was just the love that he has for his dead friend's children, it would have killed Obi-Wan. But the fact that he got to know Leia, and eventually he gets to know Luke, like, they become not just my dead friend's children, but Luke and Leia. Like, yeah. basically, They're like, mine. my niece and my nephew. These, yeah. these are mine. Like, I love <laughs> them, and I will protect them. That's what saves him. How do you not... How is that not the most beautiful thing in Star Wars to you? <laughs> Why do you have to see people smooch for it to be <laughs> beautiful and passionate and, and moving? <laughs> ah! I love those moments. I can't remember if it was in the last episode or the second to last, but the epi- the moments where Obi-Wan decides he's going to leave and go mm-hmm. to Vader alone. Mm-hmm. And he's like telling everybody like 
you guys need time like and then leia yells at him and we get that old obi-wan back mm. like clone wars uh-huh. edge of the sith obi-wan before before the lava <laughs> uh-huh. um that just like we have to do the right thing <laughs> that kind uh-huh. of annoying obi-wan too yeah like, yeah 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 that um, self-sacrificing Obi-Wan. Yes. <laughs> wow. I I love that the whole point of this, I mean, besides love, the whole point of this show was Obi-Wan coming back to himself and remembering why he was in the desert in the first place. Like, what he gave Fuck. up. And what he lost and why it's uh, worth it. Uh, <laughs> Star, the key to Star Wars is trauma. I fully would would have just been happy for this show to be Obi-Wan crying over everybody <laughs> he lost yep. for like 20 episodes. Just one episode by everybody that he lost from the Jedi Order, Satine, everybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Dex, like mm-hmm. all of his friends mm-hmm. that he had to let go of over all the years. Just one episode for each of those people. I would have been happy with that. Yeah. Sad Obi-Wan. But I got what I got was so much better. Yeah. <laughs> like I still got sad Obi-Wan, but he turned into old Obi-Wan that like that we has, love has it's a, it was a very beautiful narrative in, in, in how, <laughs> in a way of healing of your trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how, how satisfying that can be. Mm-hmm. And he gets to live another 10 years, just like, enjoying himself because he is no longer weighed down by the burdens of others and the traumas that he's experienced. That's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. That's what we want. (laughs) That's what we've been saying this whole time. We want more like talking about trauma in Star Wars. Listen, I love me a good lightsaber battle. I mm-hmm. love me a good, like, you know, battle plot situation with, you know, space battle scenes as well. Love that. Sure. Can't get enough. But f- I, f- I would get rid of all of that in a hot second if we got more of this. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I got the cool lightsaber battle, like multiple mm-hmm. of them, and I was very happy with that. But I, I would have been fine without it. Mm-hmm. I didn't need that. Everything else was so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really love that you get a bunch of different perspectives on how, because really, like, really, it is a story of three people kind of overcoming the trauma that they experienced at, at the start of Order 66. Mm-hmm. And all three of them come to some sort of for them emotionally satisfying like quote unquote conclusion conclusion. and it's all a little bit different it's all a little bit different because like we were saying like all of like the part of Riva was that she had to forgive herself um the part of (laughs) fucking Vader is just getting worse (laughs) (laughs) 
doubling down on his trauma and being like, never mind. Uh, you know what? I'm, in- so, I'm tired of Obi-Wan Kenobi being the villain in my story. I'm the villain in my story. <laughs> He's in his own villain era. Darth Vader is in his reputation era. Sorry, the old Vader can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because he's dead. (laughs) I killed him. (laughs) Oh my god. And Obi Wan's yes. (laughs) And Obi Wan's is very much is one is in I think in equal parts forgiving himself and also in a way forgiving Anakin. I don't know if forgiveness is the word I would use for that. I think uh-huh. acceptance is probably okay, the yeah. word that I would I use. I like that better. Because he realizes that there was nothing he could have done to stop Anakin from doing what he did. Mm-hmm. Because that was fully his choice. And mm-hmm. he, you know, realized, okay, he fully had agency in that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot the rest of my point. No, but I fully agree with that. I think acceptance is a far yeah. better word than forgiveness. Um, let's talk about Tala really quick. Oh, and yeah. uh, what's the droid's name that reminds Ned me of Baymax? B. Ned B. Ned B. Oh. I love Ned B. Why do the droids always have to sacrifice themselves? Oh, <laughs> I hate so why do women of color also have to sacrifice themselves? Yeah. Oh, my bad plot. Yeah. No piece of media is perfect. No. But that really sucks because I really loved that character. Uh, she was so fucking badass. Out of nowhere. <laughs> She's Indira like, oh, Varma. Oh my god. God. <laughs> what a woman. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Somebody bothers her and like interrupts her flow of whatever she's doing. She just takes them behind some bookcases and beats the shit out of them until they're unconscious and then goes back to what she's doing. What? Wow. Oh, I'm a prisoner. No, I'm not. I never was. (laughs) I was pretending (laughs) to cause a distraction. Oh, it's so good. Fuck. Is so good. There's just nothing more to say about that other than it fucking sucks. Yeah. I really liked her. I really liked what we got of her. Yeah. I really liked how I forgot my words. Oh no. <laughs> Shit. Fuck. We're a little high. That's fine. We're a little, we're a little high. We're going to be missing some points here. <laughs> God. Also, I love that she, a little part of her is with Leia in the holster. Like, mm-hmm. Leia has so many good role models in her she life. Does. <laughs> she really no does. wonder she came out so good. <laughs> uh, no wonder she was the superior Skywalker sibling. She really was. <laughs> She really, really was. Um, who are some other like new characters that I really enjoy? Oh, Ice Cube's son. <laughs> I can't. I can never remember his freaking name. <laughs> his Ice Cube's name is Roken. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. He was great. Yeah, I really liked him. 
I loved him. Uh, also, uh, 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 Maya Erskine was yeah. in it. Wait! It's <laughs> not coming through for the Asians. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Speaking that reminds me, I need to watch the next season of Pen Fifteen. Mm. I liked um, Haja. I liked yeah. his character. That was gone. I feel like all of it, like all of like the like secondary tertiary characters that were introduced, like were they were all very well written. Uh huh. I liked them a lot. Flea was there. <laughs> Remember when Flea was there? What? <laughs> <laughs> Who is Flea friends with that he got on this show? Because <laughs> that's what's happened. Uh, Somebody yeah. was like, hey, you want to be in Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at the cast. I did. <laughs> I, I, I always enjoy. Um, when they bring back actors, it always makes me really happy. I'm really glad that Jimmy Smith oh. gets to keep coming back as Bail Organa. He can come back whenever he wants. Um, um Owen, mm-hmm. Lars, oh, both Owen and, and Baru, and Baru, uh, Baru coming out like a badass and just yeah, <laughs> hello. Like, oh, I've been hiding guns in the wall. Right. We'll be fine, husband. <laughs> and he's just right. like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the, where did this come from? <laughs> that was I great. That. that was great. O'Shea Jackson Jr. is Ice Cube. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, um, I, I enjoyed all of the, the Inquisitors. We haven't talked about the Inquisitors. Oh, um, yeah. That whole dynamic is super interesting and fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it's like not a huge fan of the way the Grand Inquisitor looks. Um, was- <laughs> I, also- I-, I like that they use Maul's precedence for staying alive through revenge yes. and rage as yes. for an excuse for him to be killed, but not really. <laughs> like, revenge does wonders for the will to live. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because then it allows uh-huh. Reva to do the same thing. <laughs> yes. Revenge does wonders for the will to live. It's good in a pinch. I, I very much so enjoyed uh, the performance of the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah. Um, who was, oh, Fourth Sister was oh, yeah. the other one. Who, I love her. She's my new favorite. All she does is she comes, she clocks in, she does her dark side work, she clocks <laughs> out, and she goes home. She does not bother anybody, and nobody bothers her. She does not get involved in the petty drama. That is going on between this brother and Grand Inquisitor and Third Sister. She's not, she's not here for you. She's here no. for her. <laughs> yes. She is here to get her money and go home and spend it wherever she damn well pleases. I love that for her. And good for her. <laughs> Very good for her. It was so good. I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like I feel like we're missing lots of things. And I think part of it is because we are very high yeah (laughs) thank you for editing out like 15 minutes of silence with us looking things up (laughs) just like scrolling on on imdb Mm -hmm. yeah um directed by deborah chow Mm. i got my shirt i ordered it 
the night the episodes dropped <laughs> while I was laying bed <laughs> with friends, <laughs> two of which who got COVID. <laughs> and oh, I somehow shit. did not get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> also went to New York and came back and my best friend's husband had COVID like the day after I left. <laughs> so I right. don't know how I still don't have COVID, but I'm here for it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but give, uh, give Deborah Chow whatever she wants. Let her do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. This team. Mm-hmm. This team of creative people. Let them do, give them whatever they want forever. They can have it. <laughs> yeah, they can have it. It's fine. Yeah. You want another TV show? Please. Absolutely. Be my guest. I want that. This is what I want Star Wars to be forever and ever and ever. And I'm going to be so disappointed when we get Mando season three. And it's not fucking this. I know. Oh, God. I wish that all of Mandalorian would have come out before we saw this so that Mm -hmm. we weren't ruined by it. Mm -hmm. Because now if Andor is not on this level. Oh, yeah. Andor is coming out this summer. And that is what I was like. That's like the show that I've been looking forward to the most. Uh Uh-huh. But this was a close second. Yeah. If not now first. (laughs) (laughs) I think kind of going back to the the, like why the Filoni and Favreau could fucking never. um, And the point of emotional catharsis is there is not emotional catharsis allowed in Mando. Um, Mm -hmm. Like we I am I will forever be pissed and annoyed and say that it is bad storytelling that at the end of Mando season two Din and Grogu are separated that's fine that's fine and then in another person show they're reunited and so by the time you pick up Mando season three it's like nothing ever happened what Do you that? understand how much good storytelling you could have done with like Din going back to his old ways without Grogu or like Din really struggling without Grogu? You can have these emotionally beautiful moments that happen in Kenobi, but it will never happen with Filoni and Favreau at the helm because they don't know how to let something breathe. Because they also want a PowerPoint. They don't want to tell a story. They want to do the, hey, I know that guy game. And tell Mm -hmm. a PowerPoint. That's all they care about. And if there's a couple emotional moments in there, great. But that's Mm -hmm. not the point. No. The intent, the purpose, the way it's designed. No. It's by chance. Kind of like a lot of stuff in... George's Star Wars, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. There's, there's definitely a lot of things that he did purposefully and he got right, but there's also a lot of things he got right on accident that mm-hmm. just happened to work out, and I think that's kind of some of that for yeah. Filoni and Favreau's shows. Yeah, I agree. I'm just glad we're kind of getting away from them to mm-hmm. other storytellers. Yes. I'm really bummed that Ahsoka is cast by a transphobe or is played by a transphobe because I feel like – so 
on the last day of celebration, I got to watch the Siege of Mandalore on a big screen mm-hmm. with friends. And it was all four episodes. It was just like a continuous, like emotional barrage mm-hmm. <laughs> of feelings. And just the fact, like, no, like thinking about Obi-Wan being a show and all that stuff that was coming up or like, you know, had come out and we're like, oh, the possibilities or whatever, because it's so good. Like, what if, like, what if him and Ahsoka met up again? Like, we were worried mm-hmm. that that was a possibility. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like that can never happen just right. because I don't want her to ruin it for me. <laughs> like, this is perfect. Don't involve her in his life. <laughs> like, no. I got, to, I, and we've talked about this in the episode, I think it's titled, uh, My Star Wars Hates Me. We yeah. talked about this, but I got what I wanted. I got a very beautiful scene between Luke and Ahsoka. I hate it. I do not yeah. want that to happen with Obi-Wan too. I don't even need a season two. No, I don't. God, no. I, Unless, I, think- I mean, I, I fully have faith that they can make a season two and make it better than this somehow. I don't know how, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's possible. I Do I want to risk that? No. Kind of no. <laughs> no. I would much rather it be left as is. Mm-hmm. I think Just like I'm kind of disappointed that there's going to be a season two of Squid Game. Like, the whole point of that was that needs to be left. Yeah. Did you see it? I haven't watched it. Oh, you haven't? Okay. When you do, we'll have a Squid Game episode. Okay. Cool. We still need to do our Fleabag episode. Oh, God. I think my closing remarks on the show. Yes. I got some really long-awaited emotional and visual moments that I've been looking forward to my entire life as a Star Wars fan. And it feels weird to be like excited about stuff that I was really excited about that long ago because I feel like so jaded about Star Wars lately. I'm like, what could make me excited? Oh, my inner child, because it needs to be healed. (laughs) Shit. The key to Star Wars is trauma. (sighs) So there's that. I'm sorry I interrupted you and it probably ruined your train of thought I'm so sorry um oh so no that's not what I was gonna say I don't fucking know okay (laughs) I think the other thing is it recontextualizes the original trilogy and it makes the it, it makes the whole There's a complete beginning now. Mm -hmm. We have the full picture with Rogue One being in there too of everything, all the machinations that were going on at this time. Because otherwise we just have, you know, the in medias res storytelling where we just get dropped into like a plot for the Death Star or whatever. Hi, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) How was your soup? (laughs) She wants to know how your soup was. Need a little bit of pepper, but it's oh. good. Yeah. Okay, good. Good for you. What? Oh, he likes your new tattoo. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's very it itchy. It's very itchy. He says. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, did you want to give me a kiss? <laughs> We're recording. 
<laughs> oh, oh no you need to make a decision right now if you're gonna give me keys or you're gonna walk away either way i'm okay you can give me keys okay thank you oh i love you there's your romantic love friends <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. I are in a romantic best friendship. <laughs> it's been a romance the whole time, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, my my overall thoughts. I love this movie. This movie, this show. <laughs> and I'm very high. You were saying something about <laughs> contextualizing. I'm so sorry. I. We have a complete picture now yes. of all the sads. Uh, we're not in the middle, dropped in the middle of a plot anymore, and dropped off at the end of a plot anymore. Like we we know a little bit more of the stuff that matters for those characters, mm-hmm. and I love that. I do too. That's usually the sh- that's usually you can only get that kind of shit in fanfic, right? Right. And so it is. It is so cool. You get to see something that you're, I think, I think the like peak of good media is this plays out like a good fanfic (laughs) 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 because I could totally see somebody like making some of this up as like a, as a fanfic and Mm -hmm. publishing it on AO3 and me being like, this is the most moving piece of fanfic I've ever read in my life. And that's, that's a compliment. Yeah, that's the most moving piece of literature I've ever read in my life. Right. Some of the most I have moving sobbed to fanfic. Yeah, have been fan fiction. And so, like, I think that is a high compliment to be like, this played out like a beautiful fanfic that, like, I will forever have burned in my mind. Because usually you don't get this kind of emotional catharsis in Star Wars. No. And not only did was it amazing emotionally it was so beautiful like visually yeah it was such it was such a oh just the music was also fantastic i really enjoyed the score um Mm -hmm. there was a moment uh when when they're after they're leaving the the inquisitorious place in the middle of that ocean the, the pyramid island thing yeah the pyramid scheme island um <laughs> and they're flying they're flying their little That's snow the speeders <laughs> they're flying their little speeder back into the the larger ship uh that ice cube sun is piloting um you can hear <laughs> o'shea jackson jr is piloting um you can hear a little bit of the resistance theme just a little bit. I didn't. I, have, that. I always have an ear out for the resistance theme. Pause I love really quick. The sun is setting, and I just want you to know I'm really happy. I'm watching it with you. <laughs> I love you do this all the time, and I hate you for it because it makes me really emotional. Just regularly sends me pictures of sunsets and says thinking of you. And what the fuck? Who does that? That's so beautiful. <laughs> they should make a Star Wars about us. <laughs> <laughs> More uh, shit like Kenobi, please. That's that's the end of the end of the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
if you want, and I got, beautiful, I got more like, thirst content too. Um, I think that was my other point was we got this emo- oh. emotional catharsis. We got this beautiful visually. Everything was great. But I also I got a new ship, which <laughs> we didn't finish talking about. Uh, <laughs> we got distracted. <laughs> I wasn't done. <clears throat> There's something about the scene where she is choking or he is choking her <laughs> and she is lifted up into the air. Mm-hmm. It's very Krennic-y feeling, that whole vibe. Uh-huh. And there's also this, like, this a little bit of respect from Vader when she <laughs> reveals her plan and what she's done. Like, oh, <laughs> it's just very, very seductive is all I have to say. Okay. I respect it. And then the fight between them. Mm. where he just is like no bitch oh by the way all of vader's rage this entire show we didn't really talk about that uh him ripping the spaceship oh, yeah. out of the sky and ripping the side out of it uh-huh. <laughs> just uh-huh. like no big deal that was fucking i was like holy oh my God. <laughs> You didn't even talk about like how why, why that episode was so beautiful because it kept being the back and forth between the flashback to Padawan oh. and Anakin fighting Obi Wan. God, we're missing so much. There's so much about this show that is just gorgeous, and the fact that Anakin never learns. He never learns. Never learns. <sighs> his ego is his downfall. He's so stupid. <laughs> that man so is so stupid. fucking stupid. So yeah, stupid. thought behind those eyes. No. <laughs> and I and I loved him for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I forget we who I was talking about this with, but there's a scene um, in Clone Wars where like Obi Wan is escorting. Uh, um, uh, Satine somewhere with a bunch of other senators and there's like some plot separatist plot to like kidnap her or something like that and so mm-hmm. somebody somebody needs to get killed and oh no like Obi-Wan can't do it because he's a Jedi and he has to prove to Satine yes. <laughs> he's a Jedi and she can't do it because if she does that means she's not really a pacifist and they're arguing and agonizing over this and Anakin just straight up comes up behind the dude and <laughs> Puts his lightsaber right through him, and they're like, Anakin. He's like, What? <laughs> As the Vader Imperial March theme plays in the background, slowly. Like, so that bad. is one of my favorite Clone Wars and Anakin moments ever. <laughs> it's such good He's just so dumb. Yeah, we should end. I have one thing I want to say before we end because we could just keep going. Shit. No, this is. This is an arcane crossover. So for those of you, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) Jacqueline, where are you? I need you. (laughs) This is a conversation between me and Jacqueline. Um, I rewatched the, I rewatched Obi-Wan, the the season finale a couple nights ago because I was like, I want to be sad and (laughs) I need to, I need to cry, but I can't make myself cry. So I'm going to let Obi-Wan do it. Um, And I had a realization for those of you who are arcane fans, if you have not watched arcane and you don't want to be spoiled, please skip this. It is a huge integral part (laughs) to the show that you do not want to be spoiled by. (laughs) Um, 
So that last conversation between Obi-Wan and Vader, where Obi-Wan apologizes because this burden that he's been carrying for 10 years is that he thinks he did something or didn't do enough t- for Anakin to save him from this, this doom, <laughs> this mm-hmm. what he's become. And so his entire motivation throughout this show is him trying to save his friend that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it has big Jinx Vi energy mm-hmm. with Vi being Obi-Wan and Jinx being Anakin where Vi mm-hmm. just has this she keep, she is trying to find and save powder when powder doesn't exist anymore because mm-hmm. she's jinx. And then I text to Jacqueline, here's to the new us. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, the misery. <laughs> oh, the misery. My Everyone wants to be my enemy. Wow. Yep. Um, and then Jacqueline goes, me seeing a broken sibling-sibling figure relationship. Oh, no. Wait, shit. I say, fuck. And then Jacqueline says, this is supposed to be escapism. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars said no. Arcane said no. <laughs> no. You must confront your trauma. And then I sobbed even more. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good, that's a good, like, crossover. That's good. And now I need the art fan artists get on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you know a hundred percent that Jinx would say you didn't kill Powder, I did. Yeah, this is what remains. Oh mm-hmm. God. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. You sit with that now. <laughs> and also, she is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Didn't expect this to be like the Imagine Dragons continue or uh. Whatever. Imagine uh, <laughs> Arcane. <laughs> no, it's Imagine Dragons Extended Universe now. No, it's the Imagine Dragons Extended Universe. I'm imagining them, baby. Oh my god. Okay. We need to end this episode. We sure <laughs> do. Just rails. Yeah, don't expect more content from us. <laughs> <laughs> don't expect anything uh but thanks for for listening to us um one be haters for 40 minutes before we even told you what the episode was about uh and then to be lovers for an hour and however some change uh after we did tell you this episode is in fact about kenobi uh, if you made it this far holy shit <laughs> you're like our friend like, yeah. our, like one friend so thanks uh, um but jess where where can uh, this one person find you <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at space jess with four s's in the jess where can people find you <laughs> You can find me at Abby M. Cecilia. Uh, and you can find the podcast at LBT Pod. You can send us an email as a beautiful at gmail.com. Holly is banned from sending emails. Um, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash lousy beautiful town pod. Yes. Yes. And. For full transparency, if you do, your money is going to get donated to an abortion fund. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> a mutual aid abortion fund, yes. 
So uh, if for whatever reason you're not okay with that because you're an asshole, don't join the Patreon. I'll let you in the Discord anyway. (laughs) So you'll just be giving money to abortions. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So keep that in mind if you're trying to join the Patreon. You don't have to give any money. Just we just need a dollar and then we'll donate it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, what's our outro? Fuck, I already forgot. We ha- we. That's consistent. <laughs> <laughs> we had one. <laughs> it's literally last episode that you dubbed it new outro, and now we don't remember. I... So, uh, here's a new outro for you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I am not your failure. Obi-Wan, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. I don't trust nobody and nobody trusts me. I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams. I don't trust nobody and nobody trusts me. I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams. I don't trust nobody and nobody trusts me. I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams. I don't trust nobody and nobody trusts me. I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams. Anakin's gone. I'm what remains. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you just made me do. Look what you just made me do.